Welcome to the Pastor on the Beach podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Amlin, pastor at Lutheran Church of the Resurrection in Cocoa Beach, Florida. And each week I will be sharing a message from our worship services right here via this podcast. I hope you'll consider subscribing and share the podcast with your friends. We all need to hear words of hope once in a while. Well, thanks for listening. Here's this week's message. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the eighth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Well, grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. They adorn buildings all over the world. Sometimes they're made of wood, sometimes rough hewn, sometimes sanded and smoothed, and even a coat of varnish. Sometimes they're made of steel or iron. Other times we see them in vivid color through windows as the light behind stained glass shines in. Often they are on rooftops or steeples or in some cases standing alone with a shadow over the building. On Ash Wednesday we mark them on our foreheads we had one marked on our foreheads in our baptism. What are they? Crosses. Crosses, of course. Today, our focus will be on crosses and discipleship. Jesus calls you and me into a life of discipleship, of taking up our cross and following. When you walk into the sanctuary or when you tune in to worship online, there is one thing that stands out as central in this space. Of course, at first you look and you go, beautiful stained glass windows. But did you notice that the cross is actually out from the wall and hangs in front of the windows? And the cross has a central place here. It hangs at the center above and it is an anchor for our worship space. But why are crosses so important in our worship space, or in our buildings, or on our foreheads in our baptism, or during Ash Wednesday? Jesus' question of who do you say that I am, and Peter's response, you are the Messiah, 
are a critical hinge point in Mark's gospel and also for our own lives of faith. Until today's reading, which follows that question and answer, we have been going on a journey with Jesus. It's teaching, healing, feeding people with food left over. But we haven't yet, until today's reading, been let in on exactly what it means to follow Jesus. Until this reading in Mark, we haven't learned the cost of discipleship, of what that may look like. But here it is. Jesus lays it all on the line for his followers, especially those entrusted to be his apostles, those closest to him who will carry the story forward, who will be entrusted with the story. Mark places this story at the center of the gospel because it is so important. It is important because the now apostles and all those who want to claim affiliation with Jesus need to be reminded that the first thing Jesus calls them to is not to be apostles or church leaders or church members, but to be disciples, to follow Jesus. This reminder will set expectations for all who come after them, who will gaze upon crosses in sanctuaries or on rooftops or on foreheads for generations to come. This reading is often used to talk about something Martin Luther called a theology of the cross. Ever heard of that? Theology, the study of God or how we talk about God and the cross. How do we think about, how do we talk about God and the cross? A way of talking about a theology of the cross is to name something for what it is. So for Martin Luther and for us, the cross is the place where Jesus died. It sounds reductionist, but follow me. Do you think that Peter heard Jesus talk of his own death as good news? Was this the good news that Peter anticipated? Or was this difficult to hear? Because Peter, like many around Jesus, had different expectations of who Jesus should be. Did Peter not understand what he was getting himself into? Wasn't he the one who just said that Jesus was Lord? If Peter had different expectations about who God should be, about how a God should interact with the world, then he was misguided. Luther would call that a theology of glory. When we try to fit God into our own expectations, when we make assumptions about who God should be for us or for the world, we miss the mark. Put another way, when we try to save our lives, we will lose them. We get lost in our own desire to have things how we want them to be, rather than understanding that God is God and we are not. And that God's desire for us, for all of humanity, may not look like what we expect. We don't expect a Messiah who suffers. We don't expect a Messiah who empties himself. We don't expect a Messiah who seemingly gives up or gives in. When we want a Messiah who takes vengeance against the ones who hurt us. We want what we want. 
and did Peter, as did Peter and all those who pushed back against Jesus' teaching because they didn't understand the cross. It's far too easy to skip past the cross. But that's the gift of Lent for us. We will not skip past the cross too quickly. Our focus is on the cross because we know the full story. We know that a suffering servant, Jesus, means a humanity forgiven and freed from the power of sin and death. So when we hear Jesus say, take up your cross and follow me, what we are hearing is Jesus calling us to be disciples. To be reminded that it is the cross and through the waters of baptism that we are renewed and set free to live our lives in response to the greatest gift that has ever been given. To not place our own expectations on who Jesus should be, but rather to model our lives after Jesus' example. I have a collection of crosses. It's what people give pastors for gifts, it turns out. (laughs) I have a lot of crosses. Some have meaning attached to them because of the context in which they were given. Others are ones that I have personally collected intentionally to remind me of my place in this world and who I'm called to be. I'm wearing one of them today. I've had this one for about 20 years. In my office on the wall, across from where my desk is so that I can see it, are framed two pieces. One is a copy of my baptismal certificate. The other is a needlepoint that was made for me when I graduated. The baptismal certificate is a reminder of the sign of the cross that was marked on my forehead on December 27th. (laughs) And on the other side is the needlepoint, the conclusion of my seminary experience. And it says, Paul Michael Amlin, Michael's my middle name, you are a baptized child of God, whatever else you are. Remember that you are that. For that is the basis of whatever else you are. It was a gift from a faculty advisor during seminary. These things are humbling for me and they place the cross in the right perspective for me. Have you ever thought about putting a copy of your baptismal certificate up on the wall? Maybe what we should do is we should have a cross for each of us as we walk out of the building each Sunday. We pick it up and we carry it with us into the rest of our lives as we conclude worship each week. What if we held that cross up to the world each time we looked at it? What if we saw the world as Jesus saw it the day he addressed the disciples and told them that he would suffer and die? What if we saw the world through the cross because in it we knew that there is love? What if we spent our lives renewed in our own baptism and reminded of the cross emblazoned on our foreheads asking how we too might love our neighbor and love our God more fully? Take just a moment and trace that cross on your forehead. These are the gifts of discipleship, of faith, of viewing the cross that we are invited to take up 
as an instrument of great love and hope for the world. May we be so faithful as to carry our cross with us each day. Amen. Thanks for listening. I hope that this week's message has given you something to think about and given you hope that you are loved by God. To learn more about Lutheran Church of the Resurrection, please visit goresurrection.com. If you'd like to support this podcast or any of the amazing ministries at Resurrection, please visit our website giving page. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Pastor on the Beach podcast.